Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Screamers Podcast. My name is Simo, today I'm joined by Jed. Say hello Jed. Hello mate. And I'm also enjoying Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad, sir. Not too bad at ah, all. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Sorry to our yeah. listeners. I know our uploads have been a little bit irregular. We've had a lot of stuff going on, all between the, all, all of us, and it's just kind of lined up in a way that it's been really difficult <laughs> to get po- uh, to get pods out. But rest assured, we are back properly this time. We are, we are proper schedule. We're going to be bringing these pods uh, on a regular basis. More live stuff to come. We need to, sit, we need to take a wee step back and value how we're going to do that. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to have lots of stuff coming to you. Uh, before we move on, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, Screamers 20 at the checkout for free shipping and 20% off. Okay, boys, an exciting weekend of football. Uh, before we get into the Premier League stuff, I think we should start with the FA Cup uh, final, which was, uh, <laughs> I actually watched it with one of our hosts, Jake. Um and I predicted that this Leicester shit, well, that, well, it was actually, my missus was watching it as well. They both called that the, the uh, Chelsea was going to go ahead and win it. And I said, don't write this Leicester City side off. <laughs> they look all right. Uh, and I just want to ask you a question, boys. Um, how is it to just bask in my genius every day? <laughs> <laughs> it's the one in a blue moon you got right, actually, so fair enough. <laughs> oh, no, we'll cancel all the ones I got wrong. We'll cancel all the ones I got wrong. Um, what were your thoughts in the match, Jed? Uh, I thought that, that Leicester were, were lucky, to be honest, not to concede. But I think it's one of those... It was one of those games where they could have played another 90 minutes and Chelsea wouldn't have scored. It's just... It was... It, it gave me that sort of vibe. When, like, when he looks in on cup final day, he looks in. And for for Leicester, everything just seemed to to stay out. Schmeichel had a brilliant game in goal. And then that goal from Tielemans was just was just brilliant. Worthy of winning any cup final, that. Um, but yeah, I think there was a heavier element in, of luck involved because Chelsea did play really well. Um, the equaliser at the end was, you know... He was offside by like a hair or an armpit or something like that again, weren't he? So it was, it was ridiculously tight. But yeah, that's it. You got to get those those lucky decisions on cup final day. They've got to go your way, haven't they? I mean, it just felt for me 
written in the stars, like after Yuri Tillman scored his absolute screamer right in the top bins, what a goal <laughs> it was. Very worthy of winning a cup that. Um, it just felt written in the stars for me because Leicester just went back into their shape and although they allowed Chelsea to have a lot of the ball and pass the ball pretty freely, they were, they were quite, they were still pretty, you know, committed to their pressing. They were really well organised. I thought Fofana had a superb game for, for the young player to come in with a big price tag, about 35, 36 million they came for. And perform instantly. Um, and, e- and even Johnny Evans, who's a, who's a big player for Leicester, had to come off early as well. Uh, so for Leicester, adapted that and put in the, the defensive performance they did. Uh, I thought he did uh, you know, an outstanding job of doing that. And it almost, when Ben Chilwell was to do the equaliser and he's like running away, slapping the badge, sliding. <laughs> Chelsea fan are going off that. I was, I was thinking there's going to be something. It's going to be his day. And I think, do you know what it is, the boys? See when a player leaves a football club, why do they say I'm leaving to to win trophies? Why do they why mm. do they beat themselves with yeah. that? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's good. Coutinho, Emery Chan, um oh Emery Chan's one of wee bits then, but <laughs> let's ignore that. Uh, <laughs> ben Chilwell, I'm just trying to name players of, of recent memory. Yeah. yeah, don't say you're leaving a club to, to win trophies because you're just cussing yourself. And it, you, no one's more cursed than, than Ben Chilwell to lose in the final to his former club uh, after, after scoring he was leaving. as well. Yeah, uh, but he could very well go and win the Champions League this season. It's not, it's not, um, it's not out, out of the question, is it? Uh, Billy, what were your thoughts in the match? I thought I really enjoyed this match. Actually, it's a rare Chelsea match that I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> I thought Chelsea were. Uh, very good. They played a really good game, but as you said, Leicester were just. They were just at the races, weren't they? They just, from top to bottom, from Schmeichel to Vardy and Inacho, they were just at the races, just perfect positioning. As you mentioned, Wesley Fofana, I thought as soon as Johnny Evans went off, I thought that was kind of it, really, because he's he seems to be the one that kind of, yeah, he seems to be the one that kind of keeps them all together at the back. And then for for Fofana, so young as well, to just go into that Johnny Evans role and to, perform as well as he did was just spectacular. And I mean, what an achievement for Leicester to win the FA Cup after winning the Premier League and everything that's happened in the past 10 years from League One to FA Cup winners, winning the league, winning the Premier League in the middle of all that, playing in the Champions League. Looks like it's going to be more Champions League football this season, this season as well. It's just an incredible achievement for them, isn't it? It is, and I've had loads of ops, but I've also had a couple downs as well, some serious downs. Uh, and I think um, it was it was lovely for me to see the the uh, the young the the young owner um, enjoy his day with his players and, he, and his staff. Um, it looked very together. I tell you who was better than who on the day. The Leicester the Leicester fans were oh, yeah. way better than the Chelsea fans. I couldn't hear a Chelsea <laughs> fan in that stadium. Um, <laughs> all I could hear was Leicester fans you could tell they were enjoying their day out um, I'm so glad for Wes Morgan as well that it was <laughs> first time he'd stepped out on a football yeah. pitch for a long, long time and then yeah, he's nearly the own goal that cost, <laughs> cost his club the final uh, Wes Morgan might, well have, might as well have retired though. has he even played at all this season? no, no not I, I, I can actually remember to be honest yeah. and I thought I seen him stand there I was like that's not Wes Morgan, is it? <laughs> Surely he's just there to hold up the board. <laughs> it's not coming on, is he? <laughs> oh, dear me. No, but I thought it, it would have been an absolute heartbreak for, like, Chilwell to knock it into a Leicester yeah. legend. Wes Morgan was, let's be, let's be quite frank, completely past it. Yeah. Um, you could see it out on the pitch. He was struggling after a few minutes, and I thought, I, just, I didn't really understand the decision to bring him on. I thought they might have just mm. reinforced the midfielder. You know, maybe brought Wilfred but, and just back into a yeah. centre-back row or something like that, and then and put someone else, like, put Chow, like move Indeedy back into centre-back and put Chowdy into the midfield or, mm. or something. I didn't expect them to bring on Wes Martin. I mean, it's a bold move by Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big it's, I'm it's sure he brave. knows what he's yeah, doing. It worked. <laughs> It's brave. Yeah, I reckon bit. he. I reckon he. Um, he saw how many chances Chelsea had, especially in the second half. And he's just like, you know what? They're, they're never going to score here. I'm going to chuck Wes on. It's confident. It's Like it's a great yeah, way. It's a great from getting it wrong. That it's a great send off for him yeah, as well. Time. To be fair, it's deserved. If um, 
if he if he does end up retiring now or leaving the club, it's a great send off for him. Mm. I think so. I think the time's right. Leaving a high, Wes. Leaving a high, if you're listening, mate. <laughs> 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 you were well off the pace, lad. Um, in terms of running ability. <laughs> and I don't blame you. Um, leaving a high, you've, you've what a career he's had as well. Uh, obviously been in the ups and downs at Leicester City in recent years. Oh, should we go talk about some Premier League football? Uh, just before we do move on, one player oh, I wanted got. to mention is Tielemans. Not just because of the goal, but I thought for me... Oh, he was outstanding. It, <laughs> yeah, he was man of the match. He was so good. Just completely bossed that midfield, I thought. And then <laughs> the goal to top it off. I think he's been one of the best players in the league all season, in my opinion. And to get that goal to top it off for him, it was just incredible. So, yeah. He's, he's an incredible player, really. and so young as well. I was going to say, he can only really get better. His skill ceiling yeah. is just so, so high. I think like, it was actually quite a big signing for Leicester. I think he actually came yeah. for about £40 million, uh, which is big money for lines, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. big um, reputation as well. Big reputation, because yeah, he's, he's, he's been tipped as one of the best sort of youngsters in, in the game for a little while. Um, but I think the, the thing that impresses me most about Tielemans, especially over the course of the season, is the fact that he seems to be consistently at a good level, whereas Leicester's other star players have had patchy form. You know, Jamie Vardy's not really been scoring goals lately. Um, James Madison's been out of the team through injury and then he got dropped. And, you know, you look at those, you look at the squad and you think instantly of those kind of players first, but Tielemans has been the one who's sort of dragged them through games at times. Um, And, you know, ultimately was the difference for them yesterday or the day before, whenever it was. Um, yeah, I, I was very it's impressed It's even with him more as well. so impressive, um, considering the midfield he was playing against, not an easy midfield to play against. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. it, how difficult a player and goal can't is to play against. It's essentially they're playing with, when you're playing against and goal can't it's like you're playing with two, <laughs> like they've got an extra midfield on top of it, <laughs> yeah. because it's just a ball recovery. Um, <laughs> but they, Leicester also had a, a really important player, Wilfred Ndidi, another great but uh, recoverer of the ball I think even though he's missed it, uh, quite a bit of football this season in terms of ball recoveries per match I think he's right up there near the top uh, in the league so you know Leicester they are a great great side and one thing they're really good at is is transfer business they get the money for the players and they, they replace them really well really well yeah. and the transfer strategy is absolutely spot on um, I think every one of the big six um, clubs could take <laughs> a little bit of notice. Uh, I just hope I think, their business um, has been every, our man city every who just club in the country. <laughs> every club in the country could take a lot from, from Leicester and the way that they run that club, to be fair. Absolutely. Um, from yeah. top to bottom, it seems like a, a really well-run club. Um, and like Billy said, over the last 10 years, what they've done has been nothing short of incredible, really, especially you know the title-winning season was, was ridiculous. Um, and probably, you know, not going to happen again for a long time for a, a club like that. Um, and yeah, then from know. there, the way, they, the they, way said, they said they went in the cup, <laughs> they said they went in the cup, and they went and done well, it. I mean, so <laughs> the way they've the way they've built on it from you know from there has been like really impressive, especially mm. with the setbacks that they had, obviously with the chairman and everything that happened there. So um, yeah, even as a, a Coventry City fan, I have to give them credit. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Right here, boys. Shall we talk some Premier League football? We can now, yeah. <laughs> With your permission. <laughs> <laughs> I will Go move ahead. to a match I don't think anybody called a really competitive match between Steve Bruce's Newcastle and Pep Guardiola's Man City. Um, Newcastle, a bit of heartbreak for them. I think if you th- if you think you're going to score three goals against Man City, you think you're going to come away with at least a point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts in the match, Billy? It was just a, it was just a bizarre match, wasn't it? From seeing Scott Carson <laughs> start a Premier League game in 2021 to Joel Linton scoring past him, it it just had everything, didn't it? It was just a, <laughs> it was just crazy. That's the only word that I could really describe this game with. <laughs> but that Ferran Torres first goal. What a goal! Did you see it? I seen them all. All different yeah, goals. I all of his goals. Yeah, yeah, spectacular finishes. Um, Twenty million pound for that player. What a bargain! That is as good as a performance I've seen in the Premier League this season, and that is including your De Bruyne's. 
um, anybody else. That is as good a, a complete performance in 90 minutes as I've seen this season. Um, absolutely spectacular, really, for the, for the young um, for the young Spaniard. Um, what were your... Have I already came to you, Billy? Yeah, yeah, you've already <laughs> come to me. All right, okay, let's go to Jed. I was, I was wrapped up in my own... <laughs> I was wrapped up in my own passion for Ferran Torre. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, go on, on you go, Jed. Um, I, I agree with Billy, to be honest. I thought it was a brilliant game. Had everything that you want as a, a neutral watching that. Um, and like you said, Simo, to be fair, Newcastle scoring three goals past Man City could feel hard done by not to come away with a point at least. But it's, it's you know, just goes to show what a talent I think Torres is. And he's not really had much of a chance this season, you know, compared to the other players that are in that squad. Mm. Um, but what he's done there is, is shown that when he gets the chance, he's capable of doing that. And I think going forward, he'll be a big player for Man City because he's still only, you know, 21, uh, 22, mm. still a young lad. So Yeah, 21, um, I think he is. Yeah, and all his no, goals are well taken. Yeah, if he, yeah, if he can replicate them, that performance in a couple of times, he's career, he'll, he'll definitely go far. Um, yeah. even though he is competing in one of the most competitive squads, and well, the most competitive squad in the world, would it matter? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to point out some, I think Newcastle do deserve some credit here. I think... Oh, for um, sure, definitely. Jacob mm. Murphy, I think, played a, an absolute superb um, match. Uh, I think Willock as well um, really deserved his start and, and Really, really put in a shift that that was was deserving of it. Like um, really showing Arteta what he's got, isn't he? Yeah, really, yeah. really. Be, like, yeah, um, putting down, laying down a marker. You see, you know what I mean. Mm. That's I, I think uh, there's not a lot of depth in that in that midfield, especially because they only have one proper left back. Just now, and a lot of times, Jaka has to fill, it, <laughs> fill in there, leaves a bit a uh, a bit to be desired in that um for uh, the four two three one that he does like. Um, so having a, having a Joe Willock in there, um, definitely, um, I can see maybe maybe happening next season. Uh, this for me as well <laughs> is uh, the best performance in a Newcastle shirt I've seen from Joe Linton, mm. hands down, hands down. <laughs> he actually did some stuff, and he's yeah, <laughs> God, he, he, he had he, he's a. He was against Nathan Ake, who's not played a lot of football, and Eric Garcia, again, who's not played a lot of football, and neither of them played particularly well. Uh, I thought Kyle Walker had a bit of a shocker as well. He was nowhere near it. I don't know if he's carrying a knock or something, but he was, for me, probably Man City's worst player in the past. <laughs> um, Scott Carson did okay as well. Um, but other than that, that, you know, Scott Carson played. I thought he did okay. I thought he did better than Depravka. <laughs> he's literally, he's literally been nowhere near a starting eleven for Man City for for any team for so long. <laughs> it's so good. It's he was so good the third goalkeeper at Derby. I'm glad he was the third <laughs> goalkeeper at Derby. <laughs> oh, I'm like. I'm all for this uh, this trend of like aged goalkeepers that have to be over like 34 at least signing yeah. for a top club. Like <laughs> you know, you've had loads like Rob Green went to Chelsea and like I think Andy Lonergan we had, was um, in Liverpool. Like, Andy Lonergan last season. It's just such a good. <laughs> it's like a it's such choice. a good trend. It needs to happen. Like it, it needs it needs to get to the stage where it's just the like the literal goalkeeping coach. Yeah, he was like fifty, and he's got a you know big belly. Literally, he gets the game as well because Peter Check is like a registered player. Like Peter Check is a registered yeah, footballer. Yeah, and he's literally. like he's supposed to be like the, the technical <laughs> the director, director or something. Or something. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because he can get away with it with goalkeepers because he's just yeah. like they're never going to play. They're never gonna, I don't know why. Obviously, I, I don't. I know that Pep likes to rotate, but I'm pretty sure that either. Zach I think Stephen Zach Stefan. Yeah, he could have played Zach Stefan. He could probably, yeah. he could probably have got away with playing, you know, either of those two, even though they've both played recently. You know, they're goalkeepers; yeah. they don't need to be rotated. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that he chucked him in there. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> just incredible. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to point out as well, just uh, on the subject of Joe Linton, what a penalty that was as well. Yeah. Incredible yeah, penalty. Why didn't he take the second penalty. one? After scoring really the first one, about that. you yeah. would you would expect him to take the second one. You would, I know, yeah, he's a number nine, isn't he? You have got to be grabbing yeah, that. I know ball. there's that there's that thing, isn't there? That if you miss a penalty in the first half and you get one in the second half, then you don't take it again, kind of thing. Yeah, but 
after scored. scoring. Yeah, I think it's scoring. just like never in a month for Sundays. So baffling. Never in a month for Sundays is Joel Lenton going to score two goals against Man City. Um, <laughs> like even if they were better. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually surprised they took the first one. I thought it was going to be John Joe Shelby because he was having a decent game mm. at the time. He is obviously a dead ball specialist, John Joe Shelby. Hit the bar with that free kick as well, um, mm. coming ever so close to getting a, 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 a world of a free kick goal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just the way it goes, I suppose. That, I mean, <laughs> I would be, if I, if I was him, I would, as a number nine at Newcastle, I would, I would want to take it. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be grabbing that You've ball, got especially because. Striker. He's only scored about four goals all season as well, so you'd be like, you'd be desperate to get that ball. Like, I don't that know was, how he's let let yeah. Willett have it himself. That was his and then he misses goal. it. That was his fourth goal in something like sixty-three Premier League appearances. Christ alive! Yeah, and you've That's got a chance. Joe Linton, Joe like Linton had a chance. He had a chance there to be on a hat trick in a Premier ratio. League game yeah. <laughs> against Man City. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> he had a chance to get on a hat trick if he took that. Like get get the ball, take the penalty, score it. Yeah. Like you did the first one. Go and try and bag a hat trick. Like that would have been amazing. Just it was just so baffling watching it, knowing that he's just scored the, the first one. <laughs> Why? Uh, I'm speechless. Really, I just it's just weird. It's just so weird to me. But oh well. Will at least eventually at least Willick scored in. the rebound. At least he yeah. scored the rebound. Yeah, it would be worse if he didn't score. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what? I want to ask you, you both, both a question, actually, boys. Do you think Steve Bruce deserves credit for the turnaround that's happened at Newcastle in the last month or so? Because he's one manager of the month, hasn't he? For the yeah, yeah he's uh, one manager of the month from, for, for taking Newcastle from seventeenth to seventeenth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> one manager of the month for getting Alan St. Maximin fit. Yeah, well, he's not even fat, is he? He's just held together no, by yeah. tape. <laughs> tape and injections. Together, tapes tapes and injections all over his body is, is a bit like, <laughs> do you know what? If, it, if you thought, oh, right, if, as a manager, oh, I'm going down if we don't turn this around. And your your best player would, I, I strongly believe, well, minus Joe Billig, I strongly believe ASM's probably one of the best players at Newcastle, if not the best. You would strap him up, wouldn't you? And just think, oh, yeah. well, it's either that, it's that or bust. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be careful, though, because he did that at Villa a few seasons ago. We didn't mm. have uh, many centre-backs at the time, and James Chester pretty much gave up his career to play for us. He could barely run. He wasn't training, but come match day, he took a few injections and played and completely knackered either his foot or his knee or something like that. But he, he was... A broken player, pretty much still playing. So, although it's James, James although it's Chester. good, he's got to be very, very careful. James Chester and my footy manager, two thousand and nineteen, say <laughs> he was the man. He was the man. He was like 35, 36 still doing the business in the Premier League from my Villa side. He, oh, mate, he's, <laughs> he's, he's incredible. He's a legend, Captain Chester. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but he's he's kept him up. I mean, yeah. does, does he deserve credit? Yeah, he deserves some, some credit. Does, does he deserve the same level of credit as maybe Rafa or other managers in the league? That have, you know, <laughs> not yeah. one manager in the month, <laughs> um, at any point in the season. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the manager of the month this season is, is essentially just Pep, Jürgen, yeah. and then like <laughs> Big Sam and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. <laughs> I think Ralph got one the as well. I'm surprised Chris Wilder didn't get one, to be honest. Uh, yeah, Chris Wilder could have got manager of the month for surviving in that job another month. <laughs> yeah. He could have got it four months in a bounce for doing that, to be honest. <laughs> um, let's, look at, let's look at Leeds Burnley, boys. Um, now, here's a manager that needs credit. Yeah, and he does. He does get plaudits from everybody in the football world just because <laughs> the man he is. Um, I'm looking at the match stats right here, and this is utter domination. This is where this is Leeds at their best when they play their absolute best football. Let's go back to Man City. Jack Harrison putting another superb performance. He really seems to be kicking on near the end of the season um, out in that left that left wing. But yeah, I mean, to a man, Leeds were better than Burnley on this day away from home. 
And I yeah. guess you just roll that dice for leads. You don't know if you're going to tip up against, like, you know, mm-hmm. world-class yeah. leads. Or you're going to turn up against, like, dreadfully woeful defending leads. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts <laughs> in the patch, Jed? Uh, again, I thought that, that leads dominated. Like you said, to a man, they were better than Burnley. Um, Burnley, I, I recall having one significant chance, forced a good save out of Melier. I think it was Vidra. You sort of skinned the mm-hmm. defender and then got through on goal. But, you know, even if that had gone in, I think Leeds still would have won this game. Um, they were just class, weren't they? I think that they clearly wanted it more, um, clearly more up for the game, even though it is, you know, kind of a dead rubber because there's nothing really to play for for either of these teams now. Um, but yeah, fair, you have to give them credit. I thought that uh, Rodrigo took both of his goals really well as yeah. well. Um, and yeah. the first goal as well from Click, also a really good finish. Um, mm. So... I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Leeds kick on next season from this year. To be honest, or will they? The second season bounce like Sheffield United potentially. Second mm. season syndrome, I think. Syndrome, yeah, not second season bounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no manager bounces, I think. At the time. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> um, I just i I couldn't see it happening. I couldn't see it happening. Just I think Marcel Bell says just they would just run their socks off this. Even if they were to have a bad, bad season, I still think they'd they'd they'd, fin- they'd finish outside relegation just because mm. they'd outrun, they'd out desire a side yeah. that that they were that, that they were competing against for it uh, to to escape relegation. Mm. Um, and I think if worse comes to worse, he would adjust his tactics. Do you know what I mean? He's, when he's playing this, you know, super high press, high tempo, free flowing football, but attacking, 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 we attack, 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 and then. And then we attack some more. Um, I think if it, you know, he would come to his senses if he was sat 18th on the table and think, mm. "All right, we need to get a wee bit, just a wee bit more. We need to get a one now and a two now." Yeah. <laughs> um, like they did against City, essentially. I think just like they did against they they completely changed their tactics for, to play Man City, didn't they? They came away with a win. So yeah. just get get that goal, then kind of just sit back, counter-attack when they can. Well, they were doing that before the goal, in actual fact. Mm-hmm. I think I think that Bielsa is, is crazy enough to just, you know, go like 4-3-3 or something, or go, like, you know, <laughs> three at the back if they were in a relegation dogfight. Like, I genuinely think that he would try some ridiculous tactic. And it, knowing him, it would probably work as well. Mm. Uh, I can't <laughs> see him like... He plays one of the strangest tactics in the league. He plays like a... Yeah. Well, that last match, he played like a 3-3-1. Free, free, free <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> weird, um, isn't it? <laughs> where it's like... Uh, yeah. He's it, just a mad scientist manager. I think mm. that's why we all <laughs> we all quite like um, uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, to be honest with you, before the season started and you had so much hype and there was just a complete wank fest over him, I was like... Really? Is it? Is he really all this? Yes, he plays attacking football. Yes, they're going to get goals and they're con- going to concede goals. But seriously? Yeah, I mean, he sits on the foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but all credit to him. He's, I can completely understand now why. And Bamford scoring 15 goals in the Premier League just highlights that perfectly for me. I think take Bielsa out of that lead side and they're not even in the Premier League or fighting relegation for mm-hmm. sure because I can't I can't name a a player at Leeds other than Rafinha. In all fairness, they made a great signing in Rafinha. I can't play another name another player at Leeds that I would want at Villa personally. Mm. And to just every player just eats into that into the Bielsa style, don't they? They they just. There, <laughs> I can't yeah, get my words out today. They're a yeah, proper team, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they just, they just with Bielsa. I don't think mate, if he was to go to an Arsenal, for example, I don't think he'd get the same work rate out of the players. I just think, I don't think he goes in too big. No, he wouldn't. I don't think he'll leave Leeds. No. To be honest with you, unless something it's all tragic about, happens or something like that. I hope it's all about it the project. Happen. It's all it's yeah. all about the project and the and the sort of like he is like it does not like the when they talked about hiring them they said they sat him down for twelve hours all he wanted to ask was like history of Leeds what's the city like what is the mood in the city yeah get me talk about salary and a contract for like twelve yeah. hours uh, until eventually and he's just like he's just I don't I don't think he's bothered about it. yeah that's you know, the thing he, d- he lives in like a little apartment as well yeah he's, he's in I a think. little flat down the uh, road yeah, he's, he's just, like he's just so and, humble. 
Yeah, he, that's, what, that's what I like about him as well. <laughs> say the he's just addicted to football. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He just lives and breathes football, doesn't he? Like everyone <laughs> that speaks about him just, just raves about how addicted to football he is and just constantly... Is, is that's why there football. is the hype and that's why there is this sort of love and it's not something he's trying to sell when he talks to the media um, he's highly critical of himself if he feels he's got it wrong he has he has his own worst yeah. critic and he's it, it, people are like oh he can speak a wee bit of English why doesn't he just speak to the press in English and the reason is he doesn't want to get he doesn't want anything to be miscommunicated yeah. um, so when he is speaking he's speaking he's the most the, honest the one thing can. that I, the one thing that gets me with Bielsa is why he looks down like that, I don't understand why he can't have it hold his head up or something like that. I think he'd just be it to me anyway. As a Villa fan, he would seem a lot more likable if you know what I mean, rather than if he was to have his head down at the floor. If he was to lift it up a bit and kind of speak to the camera like everyone does, but I don't, I don't know. That's just asked. me. That's I, I, just I, me I, being a bit weird, probably. I don't, I don't think know. he's asked about being liked. <laughs> no, he probably isn't. <laughs> I don't think he even reads the paper, mate. I think yeah. he's, I think he's, literally, he's he's on. He gets the the match start pack mm. for his opposition, <laughs> and then that's about as much as he's got. I don't think he's listening to talk sport. Then, to um, no, I'm, I don't think he. I don't think he's too asked to be honest. I think he's just he's just doing his job. Um, and yeah. I think if we were to go to Arsenal, he'd just be like, oh, he would say to the board, right, um, fifteen of the players in this squad can't play here. And the board would be like, well, what do you and want the rest? to do? We, yeah. we can't say, like, we can't, we can't, we can't me, sell them. They're all in massive Stanley contracts. Stuart Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it generally, it generally would be. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it would literally... Stuart Dallas, Patrick Bamford and Ailing. <laughs> Luke Ailing. They're the three players I want. <laughs> right. Um, shall we move on to it? And I, I'm, we picked a slightly boring game for the next one, which was Brighton-West Ham. It was absolutely nothing special. There was no spectacular performances in it, um, apart from a Danny Welbeck goal, which is always much appreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this point for West Ham fell right to the last hurdle. Mm-hmm. And I think West Ham fans can feel a wee bit gutted because they were just, they were, they were almost there. They were right there. What were your thoughts, Billy? Um, yeah, you, you just said it then, really. Uh, very boring game. But personally, I always had a feeling that West Ham would bottle it. I never thought that they would make Europe, potentially Europa League, which of course isn't out of reach just yet. But yeah, it's, as I say, it's not over. It's highly unlikely, but it's not over. So they can still keep dreaming for another week. But yeah, I thought it was a, it was a very boring game, but it was also very good to see Ben Rama get his first goal. I've been a big fan of Ben Rama since he was at Brentford the past few seasons and to come into the Premier League, I thought he'd take it by storm. If I'm being honest with you, I was gutted that Villa didn't buy him. There was a lot of rumours saying that Villa would buy him, but yeah, as it happens, he went, he goes to West Ham and it just hasn't really worked out for him. But recently he's been getting his performances going and yeah, it was really good to see him get his first goal, to be honest with you. And an important one as well for West Ham. I think probably, I think if the decision was up to him, I think he probably could have went to Villa and maybe got a bit more game time. I think they could brought yeah. the because he is slightly struggling to get in this West Ham side, isn't he? Mm. Uh, players like Bowen think, and uh, Fornals. Yeah, that's, ahead that's of the him. thing. I don't think many people expected Jared Bowen and Fornals and Antonio and Lingard as well. To be honest with you, to have the seasons that they have been having. No, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I think Ben Ben Rama probably went to West Ham because he probably backed himself to get to get a good mm. bit of football there. Yeah, um, yeah. I would. I mean, no, I think no one's seen this West Ham side coming. I believed. I believed in them. I thought they were. I thought they were they, the way they were kind of just building momentum. Mm. I, I thought if they could just get over the line, um, and the players seem to be in a good a good spot, the manager seem to be in a good spot, but. Um, You've got to beat Brighton if you're going to compete for the Champions League, especially when it's in your last three games of the season. You, you've got to beat Brighton if you're going to be there and thereabouts. And it's simple as that. Mm-hmm. Declan Rice spoke after it. Um, he was very honest as well, and he kind of he's, he's he's pretty much echoed what we've said and said. You know, if you are going to play Champions League football, you need to win these matches near the end of the season. And there's been there's been too many draws, which is why they've dropped off. Um, what were your thoughts, Jed? Yet and Tad? Uh, I think. Even though they're not going to make the top four, you know, realistically, they're not going to get in the top four now. Um, West Ham, I think Europa League is still a really good achievement for them. Um, it's still been a great season for West Ham. 
um, it is it is a shame because you know I really wanted them to do it as well as a a, a neutral watching the Premier League. You do want to see teams like like West Ham and Leicester make the top four because it's you know the big the big. It's something different it's at boring, the end of the yeah. day. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah, I want it to be more entertaining and teams like that coming in are more they make it more entertaining. And West Ham have definitely been an entertaining watch this year. Um, so all credit to them. I think that they've had a great season um, and Europa League is still a great achievement given where they've been over the last couple of seasons. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, that in itself is, is impressive. Uh, the game itself, I don't really have too much to add about, um, although it is always, a it is always nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always I'll nice just, to see Danny Welbeck yeah. score. I was just, um, yeah. That's my, <laughs> that's, my main, uh, that's my main takeaway from it, is that if Danny Welbeck scores, then I'm happy. Because we'll you know, it's just something about him. And everyone... You can't, you can't dislike Danny Welbeck. Just a likable dude. I just like yeah, him. <laughs> that man works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just. It wasn't as good dude. as his goal the other week, but it was a, it was a well taken finish as well. It's very well taken. He knows where the goal, goal is. Yeah, he knows where the goal is. Does Danny Welbeck? So it does. Credit to it him. does indeed. <laughs> right. Let's next go to Crystal Palace, Aston Villa. Do we Ellie. have to? <laughs> Heartbreak. <laughs> There was a few positives. The positives you've seen Jackie Grealish back in the pitch, mm-hmm. although he didn't have a particularly good performance after he came on. Um, what were your thoughts on the match? Right. Where do we start? <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, the thing that annoyed me so much about this game was the fact that we started so well. The first 18 minutes until John McGinn, who captained Villa for the first time, that was good to see. Mm-hmm. He got his goal. Then after that, it was just so disappointing. We sat back, Benteke biting us on the arse again. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see Benteke score, but obviously not against the Villa. <laughs> um, yeah, we just sat back. And then fortunately, we got a second goal through Amwar El Ghazi after some terrible, terrible Palace defending. Probably up there with some of the worst defending in the league. Um, leaving someone like El Ghazi three, four yards out is just ludicrous. Mm-hmm. But overall, our major problem was the midfield. We were just completely overrunning midfield. We were too weak, which has been a major problem for a while now. And then at the second half, we conceded two very poor goals as well. But overall, Palace deserved it. You mentioned Grealish then as well. He came on. We didn't pass to him. What do you expect? How do you expect Jack Grealish to do something if you don't pass the ball to him? Which, uh, it was so frustrating. But after some time to chill out, get my head head around it, this season is just a stepping stone season for us. It's been reported that we've got £260 to spend in the transfer window. So if that's true... We keep Jack Grealish and just push for European football next season. I think that's got to be our aim now. As I, I don't, you, you've probably seen my tweet, but I was gutted that we haven't finished in the top half. I was absolutely gutted after the season that we had, after the start to the season that we had. But we've just not been at it. We, we can't. As much as I don't want to say it. It seems to everyone like we're a one-man club, which I completely understand. I'm still going to say that we're not, because we've got the players in. We've got the players to to prove that we're not a one-man squad. But take that one man out of the team, and we go to pieces. So it's so it, it's just infuriating. <laughs> but it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's a stepping stone season for us. Some big investment needed in the summer as well. And hopefully we can get European football next season. And there's some respirable sources saying that you will actually invest in them. The figure I've, I've read about is £240 million available for village transfer spend. Huge investment there. I'm not sure how... I know it's not financial fair play anymore. It's more... It's something else. It's called something. Yeah. It's the same. It's, no it's the same. Same rules, different, um, different name or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this. I thought, I thought the, the formation that... The, um, Roy played was actually pretty brave 
um, yeah. in terms of yeah, it was, an, it was an attacking lineup for it was an attacking formation, it? and I think the only reason he played it is because he knew he was safe and he really wanted to flex the muscles yeah. of the players that he had. This is probably the most attacking Crystal Palace have played this season. They lined up with Zahab and Teke, Townsend and Eze in midfield and Schlupp who can also go forward. Um, Eze and Schlupp played a little really really well in midfield I thought you know Ramsey was absolutely nowhere near it um, oh, in Villa's perspective I thought John McGinn did have an actual strong 90 minutes mm. um, but yeah Townsend played really well as well um, the Villa defence was uh, 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 no sorry the pass defence outmatched Villa's um, Courtney Hoss didn't have a, a particularly good game no. um, and Goyle wasn't too bad but uh, Matty Target also probably not good enough um, yeah I mean and, uh, like I said earlier Jackie Grealish came on and didn't really have a strong performance, and I would never really expect a player to come back for, for, his, mm. for the injury type injuries that he had yeah. and go straight back and, and be and be on at hundred percent. But like, the thing that annoyed me is that ball. we we just didn't really pass to him at all. He got the ball a few times, and I mean, what can you do when you get the ball a few times when you come on for thirty minutes? You, you, it's impossible to influence a game, isn't it? If you're not that getting is, the yeah. ball, you can't do anything. <laughs> It is. A player like Jackie Grealish needs to be on the ball. He needs to be, needs to be receiving the pass anytime he's available. <laughs> Jed, what, what were your thoughts on the match? Um, I, I thought it was an entertaining game. Um, like you said, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, it was it was it was really sort of end to end. You couldn't really call it at one point because, uh, like you said, Palace set up quite attacking for a Palace team, um, and when you've got players like Zaha on the pitch and Eze. They make things happen as they did. Um, they linked up for one of the goals, and Zaha got got their the, the second Palace goal, I think. Um, yeah. So it, and you can give got, that one to El Mohamedi, uh, actually. Yeah, he got a deflection. <laughs> didn't they? But they um, they also they've got the the height of Benteke up there, and he caused problems, and obviously got his goal as well, which was a well taken header. Um, I think that it's it's positive for Palace. To be, oh, for sure. to, you know, playing that well against the side like Villa because Villa are a good side. Um, you know, like you said, the midfield probably could have had a better game, but I thought that John McGinn took his goal well as well. Um, yeah, passed it into the net really. Um, so I, I thought that um, it was a very entertaining game. I think a draw probably would have been a fair result as well. But you know, they Palace got there. You know, they got themselves in the right position, got the goal. I think it was Mitchell. Is that his first goal for them? Yeah, first oh, Premier League goal for yeah. Tariq yeah. Mitchell, yeah. yeah. Credit, credit to him for getting in there and credit to Roy for, for letting his... his I'll tell you what, that Mitchell play. goal was... It was clever as well because he could quite easily have got and fouled the Villa defender there. But mm. instead, he, he got his body in the right position and went with his shoulder so yeah, he knew like that it wasn't the ball in, yeah, yeah so he knew that it wasn't going to be handball or anything like that so I mean it was a very well taken goal in, in all fairness to him it's just frustrating yeah. <laughs> as a Villa he, fan he looks a good player I, th- I think that for me the most end of contract player. at the end of the season as well out of contract so Oh, I'll, pay anyway. I'll be looking at it. Yeah. I'll be looking at like yeah. 20 players of Crystal Palace that are out yeah that, <laughs> that's the thing although although Palace completely deserved to win showed what they're about with their attacking talent and whatever a lot of their players are out of contract at the end of the season Roy Hodgson is out of contract at the end of the season so it's all it's still all up in arms at, it's all about up in the in, year, uh, isn't it? yeah, yeah it's in South London down there but could have a, a big change on their hands then in, in yeah. it looks it like uh, turn, Frank Lampard actually from, from yeah. which, I've which seen, would be seen interesting Frank uh, linked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably, probably a, dif- a difficult end to the season for Palace. Just the uncertainty they're going to be um, mm-hmm. experiencing um, as they, they come into next season. What? Who knows? I really couldn't call where they're going to be and, and what the, what their team will look like next season. Uh, as an aging squad, I think the average age of that squad was something. Up, I mean, it was it Eze, was the oldest. Eze and Tyree Mitchell <laughs> brought it down yeah. quite a significant. Yeah. But other than that, they're really twenty eight years and, and above. Yeah. That would have been like was, an average. I remember the commentator saying something like that. It was the oldest average age squad against the youngest average age squad. <laughs> <laughs> so. If I was if I was going in at Palace this summer. I would be building the team around Eze. I think oh, that he's a, a really special player. He's an incredible um, player. He is. He is a brilliant footballer. Some of the, like he just has. He has no fear. Um, he's, he's so talented on the ball as well. And 
he's, he really makes a difference for Palace. In, you think about you know a player like Zaha who has he's had such an impact on that that team over the mm. last few years. He's really been their sort of star man. No one's really come close to him in terms of having that sort of impact. Or I think Eze will be as as big a player for Palace. I think Eze. If you could lighten that load for Zaha and just take a little bit of the oh, pressure yeah. off, or just Zaha having to put in eights and nines every every game to give any to give Pass any sort of mm. success, um, to lighten that load a little bit. Um, and other players are doing their bit as well. Um, a strange start for you, you know. No one's won more aerial jewels than Christian Benteke this season. Um, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so he's he is what doing the work. He's doing what he can do. <laughs> he's doing tech. He thinks he's doing what he can do. Uh, Towson had a, a great game as well, and you know who knows what that squad's going to look like. But I think hmm. surely keeping a hold of Zaha, keeping up, they will keep a hold of Zaha. He's in contract, but Eze as well is a player they should probably be looking to make part of yeah. the long term plans if they had any sense about them. And I think um, with if they do get Frank Lampard, then he's the kind of guy who will build the team around uh as a yeah yeah it'll just sign half of chelsea's youth team as well to be yeah, fair on Sammy Abraham. Yeah. yeah come on yeah yeah <laughs> you'd be like oh reuben loftus cheek fancy a loan spell <laughs> back to palace you can only loan one player from uh another premier league club though now can't you so it can't be too many loans. that's right <laughs> oh good oh no good. Uh, thanks Frank's Frank's gonna, what's Frank going to do Frank that? <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody told Frank that? <laughs> Someone tell him before he takes a job. Um, <laughs> let's go to another superb game from my point of view. Uh, West Brom, we'll finish up in this game, boys. Uh, West Brom, Liverpool. Sam Allardyce at the head said it was a disgrace. He was all done by VAR in the rest. Great goals from Hamid Salah. And obviously, the absolute world <laughs> Scored by Arsene Becker. No player deserves it more for me. He's had such a difficult time of the year. Um, he's such a yeah, good... He's been, he's been struggling for goals, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and it's good to see him finally get his goal. <laughs> <laughs> Ended his dry spell. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> being a Liverpool fan, I'll talk a little bit about the match. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was par for the course of how we've been um, this season. I think we were quite lucky to get the... Um, I mean, we didn't play particularly bad. I thought Thiago was, was doing all sorts of Thiago things, just making passes and stuff like that. But the end product is still just lacking. Uh, I think we were fortunate to get our goal. It was it, it was supposed to be a drop ball. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're scrapping for Champions League football, you've got to do what you've got to do to, 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 <laughs> to get yourself there. Um, and there was a couple of times that, that West Brom caught Liverpool on the counter and had it not been for like Nat Phillips or, or Alisson, we, we would have lost that game uh, 100%. Um, again, Sadio Mane didn't have a particularly great game, even though I think he did get the assist. Um, yeah, I mean, as as just the way I mean, West Brom have, a, have every right to feel a wee bit hard done by here. Allison just finds himself really lucky because he just gets up there and nobody marks him. He's just <laughs> he's just a free man. Who marks um, a goalkeeper anyway? Who who is expecting a goalkeeper no. to score? I would, like, I would think somebody should because Allison is a big lad when he gets in he's there he's clearly taller than most that's, that's true but <laughs> that's a good header as well though like any centre forward yeah. would be that header finish it's a yeah, finish and a half man no, absolutely you can't magic. tell me that there's any fa- football fan player out there who would expect Allison to head a ball like that so that's the reason he no, was no, unmarked no. 100% 100% <laughs> The thing Marking is, Nat it. Phillips, three men on Nat Phillips, I think. If I, if, you know, if I was Big Sam, I'd have been like, in the post-match, you'd have been like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, we played really well. It's been a difficult, you know, we had a, a decision get ruled out for an offside, or, which was a bit contentious. Uh, but like, you have to hold your hands up and say, fair play, a goalkeeper scored a last-minute winner. Like, no, matter who, <laughs> no matter who you are, no matter who you support, even if it's against your team, you have to appreciate a goalkeeper scoring a last-minute winner because it, it never happens. It's I loved in the uh, <laughs> in the post-match. Um, Graham Sinus was asked about when uh, Brad Fido went off and scored for him <laughs> to equalise and like the ninetieth or something, and then as he was celebrating, yeah, Charles Char- Char- won the game. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best moments in Premier League history. That uh, is it's incredible. So fair. So <laughs> yeah, different post matches from the from the um the managers. Jurgen Klopp is in a great mood. Um 
he said the rest of the season is quite exciting. I'd kind of... I kind of thought the Champions League was going to be out of our reach just because we couldn't see it properly turn the form around and really get consistent and, fill, and finish our chances. Um, and and Diogo, being, Diogo Jota being written off for the rest of the season, I, I thought was a, a bit of a blow as well. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, they're still in it. They're still in it, you know. Um, we need... We need uh, potentially Leicester to do us another favour. That would really suit You know us. what's going to happen now? That would really suit you know what's you know what's going to happen now though is that um, Liverpool will get fourth and then Chelsea will win the Champions League. Oh. <laughs> it's going to happen. Do you know what? I could actually I was saying now I could actually see that Chelsea side beating Man City just based in the way they played last time. I mean, surely they'll they'll, they'll want if they need to. I mean, it's mental to think we were just talking about this before we started the pod that they could finish without Champions League football yeah. losing two finals. Yeah, after I, being there, I, I would honestly piss myself. That'd be, oh. that, it'd just be hilarious, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. Really. And it could all come down to Aston Villa as well. That'd be, that'd make it even sweeter. <laughs> it would be incredible to see. I mean, to be fair, they've still they've still they've still done well this season, given how badly it was looking for them. You know, when mm. Lampard got sacked. Um, but yeah, it but would can be, you see that? It would be can you a see bit that from where they've been. Like they were. Firmly in Champions League places, looked as if they were really going to compete after beating City. Um, really looked as if they could give them a game in the final. All they had to do was just go put Leicester to the sword, you know? Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You know, finish yeah. off just, all their games strong. If you'd strong. have stuck Mendy in goal and Chilwell starting at left back, maybe it would have ended a bit differently. Hmm. We'll never know. We'll <laughs> never know. That was what you said before the show. <laughs> <laughs> My nan had wheels, she'd be a bike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the old Gino De Campo phrase. It's a classic. <laughs> Boys, I think that is going to do us for today. Thank you very, very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure, mate. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for the listeners. I understand we have been very, over the past sort of maybe week or so, we've not been very good with our uploads. I promise you, we're going to turn it round. Uh, thanks very much to our sponsors, Manscaped, for 20% off and free shipping. Um, Streamers 20 at the checkout. We will see you in the next one. Cheerio, bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.